Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, the comedian Josh Yang. And I am the actor, Lucas Ng. Yes, he is. And you know what? At the top of our podcast, a podcast about two creatives trying to make it. Yeah, I keep forgetting the through line. I do Sometimes too. when I do the intros, I got to, you know, p- people, new, new listeners got to know what we're about. Uh-huh. Okay. Basically, what it is, is two creatives just starting on their journey to making it (laughs) in the industry, whatever that means. We'll try to figure it out. Um, And then we talk about it. And then we always have guests on to also talk about their experience in making it. So usually, but we can't start without asking each other, Lucas, have you made it yet? Me? Absolutely no. And one realization that I've had these past two days and literally right before when we started recording, um, I just got another rejection email. And so, man, if there's anything that I'm learning, continually learning about this whole crazy industry, it's to be okay with disappointment and to not be so emotionally attached to things because, man, it ain't about you. It's about the bigger picture. So you're not going to get everything. So don't hold on to everything because it will hurt too much in the end. But on that really, really positive note, Josh, I hope you have more uplifting news. Oh, so uplifting. Mr. Josh Yang. Yes. Have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. And um, definitely I haven't been doing as much as, as you per se. But you know what I have been uh, have been getting into I've been getting into headbands. That's what I've been getting into because you know what? My hair has been it's been getting longer and longer. You can see you've got a little Kim Jong-un poof there. So in order to stop that, I've been getting into headbands and they've been keeping it nice and tight, little flow in the back, (laughs) really going for that Japanese soccer look. I'm trying to be a Japanese soccer player. I was growing a little bit here. So you know what? That's my update. I'm getting into headbands. Are you going to grow anything up here too? It's not my choice if I'm going to grow anything up there. It's whatever grows up there grows up there. Oh. But um, I'll try. I'll try to see what happens. But you know what? It's actually starting to connect a little. But that's not gonna. That's not what we're talking about here, kind of. Okay. We're talking about making it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Today's guest, I am very excited about today's guest. Dude, dude. Intro him, man. I can't wait. I'll, I'll, lay, it, yeah. I'll lay it on you. Yeah. Our next guest today. I'm very excited, Lucas. <laughs> for our next guest. Uh, I've never actually met him before, so not the best start. But the reason I say that is because it's a small world, Lucas, and we've uh-huh. said that before. We haven't, exactly. you know, you never know the people you meet and who they know are actually pursuing this ethereal making it idea that we have. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, my roommate and good friend, Ryan, uh, went to high school with our current guest for mm-hmm. this episode. And it just goes to show you, you never know 
you never know. And then once I started looking more into our guests, um, kind of discography, the work that he's done, I got even more excited. Yeah, uh, he yeah. is a Vancouver-based actor. He's appeared in several uh, episodes of uh, Vancouver, well-known Vancouver television productions like uh, <laughs> Arrow and The Good Doctor. Nice. Yes, Asian remake, actually. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and you can see him actually in a multi-episode arc last year on the sci-fi show Van Helsing. And you can see him for the first time on the big screen in the movie, uh, actually the romantic drama, Two Hearts as Shep. Please welcome Ryan Jin. Woo! Oh, hey guys. Welcome, welcome. I, I appreciate what you're saying here. I got my headband uh, as well. I feel you, Josh, with the, with the quarantine hair and everything, it gets long, so. Oh yeah, yo, the headband—the headband look is a mood, as I yeah. as I've been discovering. <laughs> I love what you're saying. I definitely feel like a like a Korean soccer player when I have yeah. it on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, vibe, same vibe. That's what we want to go for. And um, you know what, Ryan? Thank you for coming on to the show <laughs> and the podcast. And we we gotta ask you right off the top: Have you made it yet? The short answer to that one is, uh, and and I know I've seen the show, so I know I'm allowed to swear. So the short answer to that is fuck no. Oh, okay. Um, but but I've I've been thinking about how I was going to answer this question. So I wanted to know, like, what are, what is your guys' definition of making it? Like, by what standard mm. would you say one would have made it? Because by my standard, the answer is absolutely not. Um, but you know, at the same time. I'm, I'm the worst when it comes to celebrating like the small wins along the way. Yeah. You know, actors, I think in general are, and I'm such a champion of that for other people. I'm like, Hey, if you book the small thing, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Congratulations. You're, you're making progress. But when it comes to me, I'm like, ah, doesn't matter. It's not, it's not big enough. It's not, you know, but uh, I'm getting better at recognizing that I've come a long way already, but still yeah. I think my goals are too big to ever say that I've made it. And like, oh, interesting. Well, I mean, like, we always we ask this question because it's kind of like, you know, how when people start thinking about the ideas, like, oh, that actor's, uh, this famous actor, popular actor, has made it on the movie screens at award shows. Oh, he's made it. But then you you see these interviews with some of these actors, and they're also like, they're not sure. They they get the idea, but then maybe internally they don't feel like they've made it. So it, even though it seems like it's the question that everybody wants answered, nobody really knows. And what we've discovered is like everybody does have their own approach towards that question, yeah. and and that's why we always like to kind of let the guest dive into it however they want because there's because no, really there's no real answer. I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you hear interviews with people. It's like, dude, you just won an Oscar. What do you mean you don't know if you were good enough to do this or something? You know? Yeah. Um, and I keep trying to remind myself, like when I first walked into acting class, and you know, you had the more experienced guys come in. And it's like that guy's been on this show. That guy's been on this show or whatever. And like, if I were to hear somebody tell my younger self the, of the things I've done up until this point. I would, I would be going crazy, right? But yeah. it's all relative. And um, like I said, my goals are, are lofty. Um, and uh, until probably not even the day that I achieve those goals, will I feel yeah. like I made it, right? There's always wow. the next goal. There's always the next exactly. thing. Exactly. That's what keeps you hungry, man. That's what keeps you going. Especially in an industry like this, where you're constantly faced with rejection. Yeah. Right? 
But hey, the fact that you got a rejection letter in and of itself is like, I love those because I'm like, oh, at least I know now, right? So often exactly. it's just silence, right? For sure. Closure actually matters a lot, at least in this industry. So it's good to actually get a, a definite no instead of a maybe yes. And they keep you on hold for so long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know for, I know for me, like we all have kind of lofty. I remember as a kid when I was thinking like, oh, I might want to be a director. Oh, I definitely want to win best, uh, best director at the Oscars. Or like now that I'm kind of thinking of comedy, I, I want to like perform in theaters or stage go, you know, go at famous theaters like the Beacon or even just like perform at the Comedy Cellar in New York is like those type of kind oh, of lofty goals. That one day that the energy in that place is crazy. Like unbelievable. The Comedy Cellar is, oh my gosh, it's, it's insane. Nice. Yeah. And like, I think even though it's like, they may seem too lofty, like we should still have them. Cause you know, you can kind of, you oh, might yeah. as well reach as, as tall as, as high as possible. I know you've mentioned a couple is like, you feel like your lofty goals might be too big, but it's like, give us a lofty goal and we'll see whether or not it's too big. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it might be lofty now, but it might not be years down the line. And who knows? Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hold you to it. What's one of them? Oh man. Like, I've always said that my kind of my goal for like my life as an actor in general mm. um, is to just be able to make a living and, and live life as an actor primarily. Mm, you know, yeah. I work as a bartender right now as well. And, and I, I actually really enjoy it and I like it a lot. <laughs> but, you know, the goal is to eventually one day just act and have that be pretty much my only, you know, source of income or, or something in that realm, you know, whether it's yeah. teaching or whether it's, you know, writing or doing some, let's call it Harry acting activity kind of thing. Um, but having that be it, you know, that's sort of like the, I would be happy at the end of my life kind of goal, but let's be real. Yeah. I want to, I want to be at the top of the mountain. I want to do all those things. And I recognize all the challenges that are in my way, but like you said, why not have those goals? Like yeah. I'm happy when I'm an old man and haven't achieved any of that. If it's like, well, at least I went for it, you know? So um, that was the big thing that I was thinking about when I first got into this to begin with. So mm -hmm. why not, uh, why not aim high? Like it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like I noticed that, you know, you've trained in many different studios within Vancouver. So you've put in the work like with Jeff Beach and um, the Actors Foundry and all that stuff there too. Um, can you go into a bit more, you know, like we talked previously about the rejections that we face and in the audition room, it's a very intense kind of situation there. Can you go into a bit of the work that you've learned from those acting coaches about what you go, what you do to prepare you for those auditions and how you still stay positive when they don't go your way? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the consistent things that I found through any acting, you know, any actor or anything like that, it's all the same thing. You know, you gotta pick and choose what works for you. No <laughs> one teacher is gonna, gonna give you the manual that you're then gonna use for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, but for me, I've been fortunate to work with, yeah, a lot of great coaches and uh, a lot of great people. And uh, for me personally, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have learned early on and, and I, I owe a lot to uh, Matthew Harrison at the Actors Foundry where I first got started. Cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned a lot going from zero acting ability and experience whatsoever. Um, I learned very quickly that auditioning isn't you going in to win a part. Mm -hmm. It's you going in to fill out an ensemble, right? Okay. 
And that's sort of along the lines of what everybody talks about when it comes to, you know, there are so many external factors that go into casting and mm-hmm. having been on the other side of casting myself uh, a number of times, I, I can recognize that even more so now. And, you know, even as simply as like, hey, you're six one, well, she's five two. So we can't have you guys oh, yeah. together because it's going to look like you're kidnapping her or something. You know, it's <laughs> like there are some, yeah. there are certain things that you have literally zero control over. Um, that affects that. So, you know, I learned early on that I wasn't going in there to compete. I wasn't going there to, to fight over these other guys that are in the room with me. Um, I'm there to present my option as somebody that they might want to cast. Um, and that really helped a lot in terms of A, nerves, B, preparation, um, and C, just like going into the room feeling relax like I'm no longer going into the room and seeing all these people and be like I'm gonna beat you I'm gonna beat you I'm gonna beat you mm-hmm. like I've got this no it's like I, I honestly I go in there I've made friends with a lot of guys in my demo and you know we'll chop it up we'll talk about nothing right nothing to do with the audition or whatever and oftentimes I'll be like hey do you feel good like you're next do you want to do you want to read um you know in particular I I don't want to name names but there are certain guys in the in the room and I try to reciprocate as well where it's literally like they'll go in and come out and be like hey so this is what the director's looking for so make sure you kind of like this way you know and and it's more of us helping each other um and us giving each other the best shot as opposed to competing which is, is so much nicer than going into the room and like hiding behind your sides and trying not to make eye contact with anybody right so um just that mentality honestly has helped me a lot and then each of the coaches along the way have given me tools to add to my tool belt in terms of preparation right Um, i love that point about you're just being they're just trying to find the player for the ensemble role so it's not purely a selfish endeavor which is only yourself but you're there to fill out a again like an ensemble like the avengers you can't have the avengers without iron man but they need to find the right iron man then yeah and you know, it's no secret that when it comes down to the cast and crew and all, all that filmmaking in general is such a team effort, right? So yeah. you're just auditioning to be part of that team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and maybe you're not the right tool for this. You're not the right instrument for this. They're mm-hmm. looking at their cello and you're a violin or whatever, right? So it's just, it's just looking to, it's humbling really to be part of this big thing. And yeah, it's not about you. It's about the thing as a whole. So Love if you that. take that away, there's no longer a lot of pressure on you to go in a park or something, right? Love it, man. Mm. Uh, so I, I know that I'm sure you've had this question many times on you before. You've had your whole background or, or your, I would say your educational background was in medical sciences. Yeah. Yeah, like that yeah. is a pretty, pretty big jump. Of course, you can go into about like what made you do that jump and everything like that. But at the same time, and answer this however way you want to, too. Um, how did your parents first take it when you mentioned that you wanted to go into acting from medical sciences? Yeah, um, not so well. Okay. Not so well. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> without going too far in depth into, you know, the whole process, but yeah. I, uh, so I was actually in medical school um, Hmm. in England. Um, I was, I was two and a half years away from being a doctor. Wow. That's that's close. 
Yeah, and um, and for me, it was just a case of realizing that I wasn't built for that play. Okay. Um, I, you know, my entire childhood was leading up to some sort of high-powered, you know, traditional Asian family career. Mm-hmm. Like we've all heard this story before, right? Like I, I was gonna go to law school at one point in time. My oh, dad's wow. a lawyer. Um, but then I pivoted. I was like, I like science. I like helping people. Why not be a doctor? So I was the one who decided to go to medical school. Mm. Um, but when I got there, I was like, oh, no, no, not at all. This is, uh, this is net. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for me, arts was never even remotely close to a possibility. Mm. Um, and I've heard guests on your show previously talk about something similar where it's like, I always liked it. Drama was always my favorite class. I, I did like a couple of like, you know, the grade five or whatever mm-hmm. school plays or whatever. I did those, uh-huh. but it was, it was always like, this is fun. And then you're going to go do something more important. You're going to mm-hmm. go do science, you know, something stable. So when I ultimately made the decision to drop out of medical school, which was mm-hmm. the first domino that had to fall in order for me to exit this life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing. And I actually early into medical school decided that I didn't want to do it, but they were like, Hey, this was your decision, you know, see it through. (laughs) And, you know, I get that, you know, you start something, you want to finish it. But as we got deeper into it, I realized, uh, yeah, this is definitely not for me. And, um, and it then took a couple more years after that, before (laughs) I started acting. Okay. Uh, Okay. So it it was definitely a case of like, well, I'm out of medical school. Great. But what do I want to do with my life? All I knew was that (laughs) I didn't want to do med school, not that I wanted to do something else. And for me, it was way more important to run towards something than away from something. And because I didn't have that something to run towards, it made it really hard to just be like, I'm just going to not do this other thing and then sit in this limbo in my life for... Mm -hmm for however long, which ended up being two, two years or so of just like trying to figure out my life. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, not, yeah, they, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. Oh. I actually hid the fact that I was taking acting classes from my parents for about a year. Um, I would just like sneak out and be like, oh, I'm going out doing stuff. And then I would go to acting class. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't until a year later that I was finally like, Hey, so I've been doing this acting yeah so uh that that also didn't go too too well but they are coming around they're coming around slowly but surely um initially it was a case of me telling them about acting stuff and being like all right we don't sure great when are you going back to med school kind of thing oh and then uh, and then finally it's kind of come around it helps when you achieve some modicum of success right where it's like look tangible results yeah what I'm doing. I, I think one of your guests was like, yeah, I finally booked a commercial and could show them I'm making money. So then they're like, okay, well, I guess fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's the thing. Like you always with uh, Asian parents, it seems like, or I feel like in general, probably parents, but yeah. like you see it a little bit more in Asian, Asian parents. Um, whereas like they will not trust necessarily something so subjective uh, because it's 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 like I feel like we have a very 
um, logical or very straightforward uh, way of thinking. It's like, okay, I know this. This is a step. This is a step. This is a step you can take, uh, so you can get there. Uh, this is more stable. This is more secure. And then when you're looking at this, it's like, wait, you're telling me you're gonna go out there and act, and then for no reason whatsoever, they may or may not choose you. Is like, how are you gonna live? How are you gonna live? Or blah 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 blah. Yeah. It, it, anytime it's a non-linear progression, yeah. it becomes really difficult to just like be okay with it. And, yeah. you know, I, I, can, I can totally see where our parents are coming from, right? They just want us to be happy. They just want us to have a good, stable life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of a, a product of the generation they grew up in, right? It was like the American dream, have a family, white picket fence, all this stuff, have, you know, go to work, come home and do all this thing. I remember my mom saying to me one time, just, just finish medical school, be a doctor for a while, and then you can chase your dreams. I'm like, uh, that's, that's not really how this works. I'm not going to start acting when I'm 50 or whatever. Cause that's when you, that's when you actually get out of medical school, when you're 50, you know, you do, right. and then you're constantly training. So, uh -huh. you know, it, it's just a product of the way they were raised. And, and I totally get that. And, um, it, 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 there was a lot of mom, I need you to trust me kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. because I know that this isn't something that you're going to be able to wrap your head around anytime soon. So you're absolutely right. Like if they can see yeah. like, oh, you did this, you did this. Like my, my best friend, one of my best friends is an accountant. And it's like, oh yeah, you do this, you get this certification. Yeah. And then after that you do this, you get this certification and you do this and then you get paid this much and you can like see it and it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With acting, it's like someone describes to me as you're going on these job interviews, auditions are job interviews <laughs> and um, you get, don't get any of those jobs. You get one <laughs> out of like, 200 jobs that you interview for in a year yeah. and that rate is insane like mm -hmm. you yeah. tell that to anybody else and they're like how do you live and you're like i don't really know to be honest dude side hustles are the ones that keep us afloat man yeah this yeah. day yeah uh like i just noticed through like researching you you have a multitude of side hustles too of course i wouldn't just say side hustles because those are passion projects that you're working on you're a director you're a producer you're a lot of things behind the camera also in front of the camera too um, how important do you think it is for actors to expand their craft so that includes things behind the camera too? Um, you know, it, you can, learning to act is is a lifelong process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the day that you say like, I figured it out is the day that you have to stop acting. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, while I recognize there's so much in just the acting world to learn, mm -hmm. it definitely plateaus after a while. And, you know, you learn all the stuff right off the bat, you know, coming all through acting class, you learn so much and then it peters out. Hmm. You know, only learn so much through class and then you get on set and then you learn way more. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. being on set teaches you so much more, but then that plateaus as well. And I found that the ways to combat those plateaus and those periods of stagnation are to look at those other things that I was talking about earlier about stuff that's in the realm of filmmaking, but not acting. You know, I, I loved creative writing since I was young and trying my hand at, at screenwriting and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it, it not only helped, you know, uh, helped me with those quieter periods between auditions or whatever, but it also helped me as an actor. You know, mm -hmm. you spend so much of your time breaking down scripts and learning about all the stuff that I tell every actor who's been at it for a while, chances are, you know how to write, you know how you've ingested so many scripts and all that, that it's just, it is there. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of 
um, cultivating that and working that muscle in a different way. And that feeds right back into your acting. Um, mm -hmm. Same with directing, same with cinematography. Like there's honestly, there's so many great resources online, YouTube and, and all sorts of other stuff that you can learn how to direct. You can learn basic cinematography um, online and just changing your perspective <laughs> as an actor to be able to to consider those perspectives as well yeah. makes you not only a better actor but a better person to have on set mm, i've really. noticed i've noticed after i started directing a little bit myself being directed on set becomes so much easier because you're like hey oh. for this shot i know that i need to be facing this way because the reverse is going to be this way and if I don't now, it's going to look weird later. Or there are so many different examples of how just knowing a little bit of the same language of the other mm -hmm. people in the uh, in the filmmaking process helps immensely as an actor. Mm -hmm. I love it. And so uh, every, every actor, definitely, you you have to be able to do something in that realm in order to round yourself out as an actor. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned a, a little bit earlier there about like YouTube and like that is a new platform. Um, I would still say it's still kind of new, even though it's matured quite a bit that a lot of people it's, it's like zero entry to barrier, really. Like you can if you're thinking about acting, thinking of uh, directing or whatever, you can actually get through your rough periods of not knowing what's going on, practice fail on YouTube and that platform. And funny enough, Going through a little bit of your history, I did find another little special connection that um, we all kind of have, you, me, and Lucas, is that you appeared in a uh, Linda D ah, video yes, yes. a few years ago. Funny mm. enough, Lucas, I believe, was also in a Linda D video. Which year was that? That was like 2016, I think. It was pretty far back. Yeah, Pretty far back, yeah. Mm -hmm. And even more interesting enough i knew her in uh, university and we had a couple classes together shout out to linda yeah shout out to linda Yet another small world connection small world connection like it's it's also interesting to see like because i remember her in university and i don't think i uh heard too much about the youtube thing and then over the years you realize oh she's putting out some like uh hits on youtube she churns out videos like crazy like mm -hmm. she just pumps them out, which if you've made any, if anyone out here has made anything themselves, you know how hard that is. Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough to be in a couple of her videos and to see the rate, just the rate at which she releases stuff is, is crazy. Um, and the quality is, is, you know, speaks for itself. It's a whole other thing, but just the fact that she's putting them out there, that is insane. And then they're great videos. So yeah hats off to her for sure she, yeah. she's been for a long time too she has she's she has been like establishing and it's like she's it's not like an overnight uh sensation like i remember seeing her like building her catalog of videos of content and then you do see these sudden peaks of popularity over and, and then slowly growing her audience there like how do you see that as like an avenue now for new creators of trying to either become an actor or directing um how effective do you see that platform you know, it's funny because at this point, YouTube and, and the idea of like YouTube videos has been around for a little while and the heat is has sort of, uh, you know, crested and it's, it's, it's no longer like 
the I I think it's no longer like the place you need to be on if you're making stuff. You know, most of the time it's like TikTok or or Instagram or any of those things now, right? Because those ones are just so much easier and quicker to digest because that's the attention span of everybody nowadays. Yeah. Um, that said, I have always been a champion of like make your own stuff. Just go out and make your own stuff. And and yes, I'm a director. Yes, I'm a producer, writer. But like, I'm not like doing big stuff all the time. You know, it's not like I'm, you know, helming a, a, a X, Y, Z budget, whatever. Most of the stuff I've done is just like, hey, let's just get together and shoot it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and nobody's going to hand you a bunch of money to make something. So mm-hmm. why don't you just go make something now? And phones these days are good enough to, yeah. to shoot your own stuff on your own so get a bunch of friends together do something and and regardless if it is good if it makes it to youtube or whatever if no one sees it ever if you're gonna learn something mm-hmm. um and m- making content has never been easier um but at the same time the market is super saturated so measuring your expectations with like this is going to be a hit versus i'm just making this for the sake of making it um i think that's the balance you have to achieve when you're doing stuff like that but if you approach it with the right way it's just a learning experience and there are fewer and fewer excuses yeah there are there... just go shoot something <laughs> Exactly. Especially uh, like say during quarantine when like suddenly there's no more production and like a lot of different artists need to find a way to like get that creative outlet going. Um, interestingly enough, like I found like an article that's talked about like a project you also kind of started during quarantine. Um, I'm wondering if you could give us a little more insight in there. It's called like Quarantine in Love, I believe. Oh, how did you wait is that did i post it's on google it's it's there it's out there man (laughs) um great um so (laughs) i'm not i'm wondering about the same thing even because i'm like i don't know how anybody um so i've i've kind of um every now and then i'll just like get an itch to do something Mm. um and unlike a lot of your guests in the past i'm not constantly doing stuff like sometimes i hear those stories i'm like oh my god i'm so lazy like i <laughs> i sit around i do nothing i might play with my cat like we do i do nothing <laughs> but then every now and then i'll just be like i gotta do this thing so for me it's less like consistently just like grinding and more just striking while the iron's hot kind of thing mm-hmm. and for this particular one i had this i i Going back to YouTube, I there's there are these there are these videos where it's like videos of real people talking about real stuff that they never would have unless they were put on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like shout out to the cut on YouTube. Like there are so many the and series. Like there are so many of these where they were like, we're gonna sit you in a room together, give you a bunch of cue cards, and you're gonna talk about stuff. And like the cards are like, what do you want to say sorry about? to me it's like or like when is the time that you hurt me the most what is the secret you've been keeping for me and it's stuff that's like you're it's not like coffee shop conversations it's like Uh no we're getting into it and i i drink that stuff up it's so Mm. good and i mean i guess being an actor you know we feed off of these raw emotions right yeah and i had this idea basically at the beginning of of uh of everybody's sort of lockdown to uh to 
take a little peek into the lives of some of those people who are who are dealing with some of those things and um, you hear all those stories about people. The joke is always like, ah, well, you thought you were great together, but then you had to quarantine and now you realize you hate each other, you know? Um, so I wanted to kind of peek behind the curtain, see what that was like. And I ended up just reaching out to some couples I know. Um, and uh, we did it over Zoom and, and I just asked them a bunch of these sort of like, I, I eased into it a little bit, but I, I ended up getting into some pretty intense Whoa. questions. And, yeah. um, and I'm sitting on all that footage. I haven't done anything with it yet. I will, or else it's just weird that I have a bunch of videos of these couples talking about the relationships just for my own viewing. <laughs> it has to one day get out into the world yeah. um, for my own sake. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, it was an insight into, um, majority of these people weren't actors either. So it was just mm -hmm. like, People who don't know how to communicate that well, communicating. And um, sometimes people need that push uh, to do so. And, and everybody who was involved in the project was very open and very forthcoming with all their stuff. So mm -hmm. it was, for me, a great um, creative outlet in terms right. of um, just, uh, uh, just, just doing something to put out some positivity into the world like even if it was just a couple that you know everybody left it feeling much better so it's like great at least I can you know help in some way shape or form um and that that this is one of the ones that that was actually made because I have these ideas all the time some yeah. of them they don't get made some of them they do and then mm -hmm. I sit on the forever some of them I make and then it makes it out into the world but um I I, I like to keep expectations low so that if I miss them at all then it just yeah. yeah if you could give us a little like teaser about about the whole project uh what did you learn about yourself and or the couples during your whole interview process well it was it what i as much as i could i tried not to make it about me because okay. at the end of the day it wasn't i was mm -hmm. more or less just the question machine okay you know um and what I what I wanted to you know any any kind of thing like this that I do Lucas I'm sure you can uh, um, you know I'm sure this resonates with you but uh -huh. anytime I'm doing stuff out in the world mm -hmm. uh, that's like a little bit I'm gonna say invasive but okay. yeah. like you know I'm not invading you. people's privacy per se but it's like it feels like homework to mm. me as an actor oh, like mm. oh, I wow. want yeah. to know what these two people are gonna react like <laughs> with this question. What does this relationship look like? Because as actors, we have to be able to not replicate, but create these relationships. And, yeah. and you know, talking about Van Helsing, like I had to create this relationship with this mm -hmm. girl I'd never met before. <laughs> um, and what does that look like? And, and that for me was a great insight into um, different relationships and what that <laughs> looks like. Yeah, And um, a lot of the answers for the deeper questions were very <laughs> similar. You know, like, why do you love this person? Or, or these kinds of questions. We're all speaking a similar universal language, but using different words. Mm -hmm. And I find that, you know, we're all taught all of these different things, but at the end of the day, we feel the same things. Yep. So while we may use different words to describe them, the feeling is the same. And being able to see that, like in a tangible scope where I have one video of one couple saying one thing yeah. and another video of another couple saying 
the same thing, but with different words. It's just like, oh, we're all kind of the same, but it's just different surface dressing, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, all of that is, is really true in the sense that like not only from an artistic or passion or like the making of it, everything's so subjective, but also it's, it's subjective because people are so subjective. Like we're all so different. Like one person may like another person may not like another person for whatever reason. And it's like the one pursuit that like we each individually as actors or comedians, like we can take our entire breadth of knowledge and like history and be able to take that and put it into, you know, our, our uh, art. Um, mm -hmm thinking about like you mentioned Van Helsing and like watching your multi-episode kind of arc there and um, I really enjoyed your role as uh, Lee the bartender um, because research went into that one yeah. yeah yeah because like I could see well I mean I saw wait did you have a last name actually no not not on the show no it was just Lee. Lee. Yeah. Beyonce, Shakira and Lee. That's uh that's how it went. That was it. But um yeah, I really liked the role because it was like you did join an interesting little group of Asian male actors in a post-apocalyptic world, like uh Glenn Ree from The Walking Dead or like Monty yeah. Green from the 100. You got Lee the bartender as well. Yeah, like, uh, Maze Runner too. It's all the Yeah, uh, yeah, Lee Honky and Maze Runner too. You joined uh, the pantheon <laughs> of Asian male actors there. Just but, trying to um, survive, yeah. But not only that, but like the, the role itself, it gave you a lot of opportunities to do test out your range because you were the love interest of um, one of the main characters of Violet. And, in t and later on, you got some action sequences as well. So in terms of that kind of opportunity, how did you approach it? Because it seemed like the a first big, really juicy role that you could get. How did you approach it going into it? And then when you came out of it, it's like, what did you learn? Yeah, well, Van Helsing itself was just a very interesting process from start to finish. Um, mm -hmm. Going back to even the audition process and everything mm -hmm. like that, um, I actually auditioned for the brother of Violet, who was my who is my girlfriend in the show. So initially there, there's, there are two sisters on the show and initially it was supposed to be a brother sister. So I auditioned for the brother actually, um, but they decided to do sisters. And then weeks later, I basically heard, I got a callback for that one and they were like, great, they like you. So, you know, just we'll see. And then they were like, sorry, they're turning it into a girl. And I was like, I know I'm pretty feminine, but I can't quite go that far with it. You know? yeah. But so basically they're like, okay, thanks though. And then another week or two later, um, I was gearing up to do uh, a theater show actually. Um, and at, I was at the first rehearsal when I got an email from my agent being like, hey, so they want to offer you a different role. Wow. And helping wants to offer you this recurring role. Uh, and I was like, great, sorry, I can't do the play um, as much as I would love to. Uh, yeah. and, my director as well was just like, no, no, you got to go do that. Like you're getting multiple episodes on the TV show, go do that. <laughs> um, so, so the, that whole process was a little bit, you know, kind of confusing to begin with. And, and then we were shooting pretty soon after that. So all of a sudden I had to catch up on the show. I, I watched the, the three season, I watched four seasons of that show. No, three seasons of that show in three days. 
um, in order to in order to get the background on it. And it sounds like oh great, he had to watch TV for three. No, it became like it became work. Every yeah. waking moment I was watching this show. Um, so you know, having to get the background of the show there, and then going into filming it, I wasn't a big enough character where they were like, yeah, here have all the scripts because I didn't know what was going oh, on. Right, right. Even they were introducing a bunch of new characters like Violet, um, my girlfriend as well. <laughs> and, um, and, and I kind of had to piece together what I could. Um, and uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned was come to set with as many ideas as you can. Oh. Um, and then hopefully once you're there, you can narrow it down to which ones are more accurate. Cool. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have one of the writers on set. Uh, I think they had the writers on set for most of the shoot dates. So I was able to ask all those questions that I wasn't sure of, you know, mm -hmm. like <laughs> there's this one scene where I like, she asked me to run away with her and I shut her down. Um, and I'm kind of a dick about it. So I, I asked the writer, I was like, am I like, I didn't get the script for the next couple episodes yet. So I was like, do I, do I redeem myself or am I just kind of a prick? You know, <laughs> mm. um, he's like, no, no, you have a big redeeming moment. I was like, okay, great. Because <laughs> that then changes how I play the scene now. Right. Yeah. Nice. But if you don't prepare yourself to do either one, then you're kind of working on the fly, which negates most of your preparation that you did to begin with. Right. So <laughs> Overprepare, bring as much as you can, be available to do any option, and then you know you can you can hone in from there. Um, so I was so for that character was great. I got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I got the yeah. romance in it. Um, I got to be kind of a smarmy bartender, which has always been my dream. The amount of <laughs> I wanted to yell at customers at the bar, I got it all out in those scenes. Um, and then yeah, I got a little bit of action as well. And uh, yeah, I was super fortunate to be involved in, uh, in that storyline because that new season of Van Helsing was also like, hey, we're not diverse enough. We're gonna do all of the things. So they brought in <laughs> me and my black girlfriend. So they're like interracial couple. And then on the other side, they were like the girl and her girlfriend, a lesbian couple. So they were like doubling down on the diversity, right? So mm -hmm. it felt really nice to be, uh, be a part of something like that as well and not be like, the Asian nerd who, I mean, I did need to get saved, but it wasn't like I'm cowering behind the bar. Or yeah, something. yeah, so, yeah. It was it was an equal it was an equal saving you know type of moment, and it's like you know uh, female empowerment as well, strong yeah. female lead, and then you, yeah. it's it's I think it's what what it is is as long as we saw that the Asian male identity was on the same level as you know whatever the the other partner in the scene is or like the tone of the series is, cause that's the thing where, you, you know, is missing a lot historically, yep. but thankfully as things get better and, you know, more roles are now opened up. And like, I, I don't even know if exactly like Lee's backstory or even his, the way he handles himself isn't so specifically Asian, right? It no. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like it has to be it's like, oh, this is an identity type of thing. We just because he's Asian, whatever. No, he felt like a regular guy and he just happened to be Asian. And that seems like the next step that like in terms of what we want as representation should be. 100%. That was that's <laughs> always been my goal. You know, as much as I do enjoy like winning, I, I, I love seeing that, you know, more Asian roles are coming out. I've always said, like, put me with the other guys. Let me compete with the other guys, you know? <laughs> I want there to be an open ethnicity call and I'm like, I'll show you that I'm the best one for that one. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm not, 
but I want to be in that fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I'm like, I'm not, I'm very Asian in the face, but not really apart from that. Um, and actually speaking of stand-up, like that, that is mostly what I talk about because that's what I mm-hmm. know. Right. And, and, um, and feeling like I have to be that like Asian character feels wrong mm-hmm. for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in Van Helsing where I do get to sort of divulge a little bit of my backstory. And again, I didn't get that scene until, or I didn't get that script until I had already shot a couple of things. So mm-hmm. I had to work on my backstory ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But luckily what I sort of prepared and what that scene said kind of lined up nicely. So I was like, okay, at least I'm on the right page. Um, but yeah, there, it's like, yeah, my dad was an army guy, but I like grew up in the States and Germany and all these different places. I wasn't like fresh off the boat, you know, mm-hmm. and feeling like, uh, like Asians have to be like Asian in order to be portrayed in these things feels wrong because at the end of the day, Josh, like you said, we're just trying to represent real people on screen mm-hmm. and whether that's well, that, that could be, you know, fresh off the boat Asians or, or, uh, or, you know, people who have lived in Canada or the States all their lives, like me, mm-hmm. and, you know, don't necessarily identify with that apart from physically. Um, mm-hmm. There, there should be room for everything, but that said, we're not there yet. We'll, yeah. Hopefully one day we'll get there, but until then, it's, you know, we'll take what we can get. And I've said that for a while, it's better than nothing, but yeah, better than nothing is still not good enough. Like if that's the bar we have better than nothing, mm-hmm. it's still not good enough. We got to get to good, not just good enough, but good. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. And We're working on it. We're working. Yeah, on absolutely. It. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, we're getting close to time, but so kind of now that we've got an understanding of, you know, where your backstory and your history and like some of the roles that you've been on in terms of like kind of seeing forward, I know like, the idea of making it is always going to be a moving goalpost, but it is, it was very exciting to see. I I know you posted it on Instagram as well, a couple of weeks ago that you managed to finally see yourself on the big screen in the credits. (laughs) Tell me that was a making it moment. Oh, um, man, that was crazy. Um, Like I, it sounds like the humble actor's excuse or like that thing you're supposed to say all the time, but I feel so blessed, but I really like, it's crazy. You know, I mm-hmm. haven't been at it that long. And for me to be able to say that is, is crazy. When I, when I, I have to really think about it, I have to be like, no, no, no shut up and like mm-hmm. take your wins. Um, but it was, it was, it was amazing. Like, and I had, it's weird because COVID and theaters weren't open and I had, hadn't been to the theater since all that, but I was like, I guess I'll make an exception for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went and, and, uh, and, you know, to my closest, like the, my friends who are supposed to, we're supposed to get married this year. Uh, uh, they came. Nice. Uh, one of my old work friends came, my girlfriend was there with me and it was just such like, uh, there were only six of us in the theater. <laughs> Really? And I knew what everybody, right? But it was like, it, it didn't matter. And mm. it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy to me that, that, um, that I was up on the big screen. And, and when we shot that, we weren't sure what the distribution was going to be like. So mm. we weren't sure if it was just going to be streaming, whether it was just good, whether it was going to get a theatrical release. So for it to come together like that was, was crazy. And um, to not just play like a one line role on that either. And to actually like, mm. feel like I was part of the story and it's such a great story as well. 
Mm -hmm. uh, based on a true story. And the people I met on set were amazing. You know, I had a number of days on there, like cast, crew, everybody. It was, it was the culmination of exactly what you hope to be a part of when you're when you're a creative is mm, it's a story right. that affects a lot of people and the process making it was also such a joyous one as well and awesome. for that to all come together like that yeah like i have to remind myself every now and then like hey that was you will look back on this mm -hmm. your milestones right but for now i'm like when's the next one when's the, i want to be the one <laughs> on the poster next time and i'm like okay just like pump the brakes pump the brakes but yeah yeah, it was undoubtedly one of the most exciting parts of my career, for sure. That's great to hear. And uh, of course, the movie we were talking about is Two Hearts. Uh, it came out in theaters October 16th, uh, I believe. And like your role in it, um, your character's name is Shep, though I feel like I've tried looking for information. I uh, couldn't really find too much, but like I'll just hear it from directly from the actor himself. Can yeah. you just give us a, an idea, description of your character, Shep? Yeah, so um, the Two Hearts story itself is, is based on, on a book called All My Tomorrows, um, mm -hmm. written by the father of uh, the lead character. Mm -hmm. um, and without spoiling too much of the movie itself, because everyone needs to go see it, and uh, I don't, don't <laughs> want to give too much away, but, uh, <laughs> but it, was, it was the story of, of two people whose lives seem somewhat separate and how they come together. Um, and it was just, it was, it was such a heartwarming true story for me reading the book and then reading the script i cried both times oh. um just just reading the story the story itself it mm. does all the walking you don't have to do much to it you just got to put it just film it and then people will be affected by it mm -hmm. uh, but basically my character um is a very family oriented family driven movie so uh my character um, I realized was sort of the amalgamation of a handful of his childhood friends mm. um, oh. that then was embodied in this one character, Shep. Um, so uh, being that sort of uh, just outside of the family um, connection to the, to uh, Jacob Elordi, the lead who was <laughs> fantastic. Um, uh, was, it, that was, that was sort of where my character sat. It was mm. just after the family and then me being around, uh, playing basketball and doing all the stuff. <laughs> but they, see, I got to tell this story here because I don't know where else to tell it. There's a shot of me playing basketball okay. and just just the most brutal air ball. <laughs> like forever now. That exists in the world. But the story behind that is when we were shooting that, none of us could make a shot. The back <laughs> wasn't great. The hoop, the ball, nothing was great. We were all like, we had all played basketball before, but we were all struggling to, to, to make a shot. So the, the, uh, the assistant director at a certain point goes, all right, guys, like enough's enough. First guy to make a shot wins 20 bucks, 20 bucks a minute. He pulls out a bill. He's like, next guy to make a shot wins this. Uh -huh. And I was the one who did it. <laughs> and so leading up to it, I was just like, I hope they get the shot of me making it. It's just, I want that shot to be in there. And I go into the basketball scene comes up. I'm like, yes, come on, air ball. Just like no mistaking it, no cutting or anything. Just me getting the ball, shooting, and it missing the net completely. So that was that was one of the more disappointing moments of my career. So highs and lows all in one. But, um, well, but, uh, hey, regardless, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. You got you got twenty bucks, and if anything. 
that's that is kind of interesting if anything they chose that one shot out of many air balls to go with an air ball scene because if they wanted a shot to go in they knew who to go to as well yeah if they if hmm. they you know if they were going to show an air ball they might as well show the best air ball there was exactly was <laughs> killing it killing it <laughs> Should have, should have yelled. Everybody should have yelled Kobe, and then that would yeah. have been uh, yeah. that would have been in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was a turnaround fadeaway as well. So wow, we but very un-Kobe. So. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, but uh, exciting to see that, <laughs> uh, and I would recommend um, everybody go see because we got the very talented Ryan Jin in it. Um, I think we are coming towards that time in our podcast, the one we've all been waiting for, the I roulette. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, you know this game. <laughs> yeah, do you have your new words? I warned you ahead of time. You I know, I know. He caught me. He caught me, guys. He yeah. caught me on my attempt to be like, oh, let's be, you know, I want some consistency or we'll see how all the other guests. <laughs> really, it was, he, he called me out on my laziness. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with the words as okay. they come at the same time. All right. Which, again, for the record, I appreciated the consistency with the word. I get what you're doing and I like it, but... Like I said, I've seen too much. I know how it's made. Exactly. So. You're gonna have the perfect yeah. Webster's dictionary answer to all of them. Yeah. So it yeah. would have been it would have been pointless. Exactly. So uh, I'm gonna get into the zone and Lucas, you start off with your ten, and then oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll gotta I gotta riff it off uh, after you're done. So right. uh, let's get into that word association game. All now right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one like. I noticed people took their time a little bit with that. So I was like, no, I'm going to, we used to do this game, actually a similar game in acting class where we would do like rapid fire stuff like that, but it always ended up sexual somehow. So if that (laughs) happens, I apologize. Like not just every, like the the room itself, we always ended up in a weird place. Yeah. So if that happens, I apologize, but, uh, but I'm going to honor the spirit of this and just go as fast as I can. We love it. This man is playing by the rules, by the spirit of the game and the text of the game. Awesome. Okay. Kobe. Yeah, exactly. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In your Zen space, blank mind, all that stuff. Good shit. Good shit. Okay. First word of 10. High school. Musical. Ah, God. See, I'm not going to like the answer sometimes, but here we go. Growth. Hormone. Doctor. No, thank you. <laughs> love. Actually, okay. Helsing. Van? Did you say Helsing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there that goes. Okay. Picture. Book. Realization. Situation. Interesting. Quarantine. Scenes. Audition. Uh, Nailed it. Ryan. Reynolds. Gosling and Jin. Let's go triple answer on that one. Yes. The, the, the Canadian Ryans. Let's go with that one. The yeah. Canadians, the three Ryans. Exactly. <laughs> and Leung. Shout out to Ryan Leung for putting this together, making this happen. Mm-hmm. The old roommate. My roommate really, oh, the old roommate friend from high school. Um, um, yeah. Quarantine Scenes, by the way, was a group I put together over quarantine where we did scenes together. So that's why that popped into my head. So cool. To the Quarantine Scenes group. Nice. 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 That's uh hey, you know what? That hey, props to you going full board right away with the snappy answers. Yeah. I'm gonna go with 10 words. I don't even know what those 10 words are. So oh, we'll see what great. we'll see what happens. I'll go snappy, you'll go snappy. Who knows what's gonna happen? Great. All right. Are you ready? I don't yes, think sir. I am. Okay, let's do this. First word. 
airplane. Crash. Oh, no. Right. Um, triangle. Isosceles. Hipster. Uh, Tuke. Beanie. Kilimanjaro. Hiking is difficult. Caesar. Milan. What is that? Is that... What oh, is, dog whisperer. Is that dog what that whisperer. is? I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. it, but it's in my brain somehow. All right. Oh, nice. Cool. Okay. Cranberry. Juice. UTIs. What? Nice. Uh, taxes. A, a dermy. Tax, taxidermy. Wow. Oh, that's, that's, that's very clever. Uh, baseball. Uh, boring. I'm sorry. I love the World Oscar Series today. Balls. See, I don't even care. <laughs> Suits. Uh, too many. I have too many suits. I worked in retail for a while. I have too many suits. Mm-hmm. And finally, the first the first word that comes in my mouth. Uh, mouth. Kumquat. Wow. Oh, were you? Oh, come on. Yo. All right. I appreciate the. I appreciate the kumquat because you know that's that's. I feel like that's a tradition for me. It's as well. not, people don't know it's a fruit. People don't know what it is. I don't. Not sure. I knew what it is. It's just a funny word. <laughs> but hey, Ryan, that was a great performance. You didn't airball any of those. Ugh. I think you redeemed yourself. Let's hope so. <laughs> thank you, guys. That was awesome. Yes, thank you for being a guest on our little podcast that that can that's growing. Um, tell everybody, yeah, tell everybody, you know, uh, what your uh, social media handles are. Uh, I really only use Instagram these days. Uh, I'm not interesting enough to do Twitter. Uh, I have it, but I don't use it. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Ryan Ginstagram. Oh, I like that. It goes right That's into it. Goes right into it. Hug for that pun. <laughs> and uh, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, you can find me across uh, just basically on Facebook and on Instagram at Lucas John Ng. Again, NG, the last name, just two letters, NG. And Josh. My handles are, I don't know why I said it like that, uh, at Josh Yang Comedy across everything. And uh, of course, if you want to listen to me while you go to sleep, I mean, uh, you do you. Uh, it's called, you can listen to the podcast Sleep with Josh podcast. Um, it's, you can search it up. And also, of course, like, subscribe, and follow, retweet, tell everybody you know about the Have We Made It Yet podcast at mm-hmm. HWMIY podcast. And like and subscribe, follow below. And of course, go out, support Ryan Jin. He's a hardworking Asian Ryan out there. And uh, go see Two Hearts out in theaters now. And you can see him on Van Helsing on Netflix, because I did. (laughs) Great. Perfect. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.